Hello, my friends, and welcome back. This is going to be the Mass readings for December 24th, uh, the morning Mass. This is the uh, last day of Advent for the um, for the fourth week of Advent. So this is the morning Mass, not the uh, Vigil Mass. So... Uh, entrance antiphon in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. This is from Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Behold, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son into the world. Behold, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son into the world. Behold, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son into the world. Come quickly, we pray, Lord Jesus, and we and do not delay that those who trust in your compassion may find solace and relief in your coming, who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Focus on those words. Behold, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son into the world. God sent his Son into the world. When the fullness of time had come, Christ came into our lives, our world. Our, he came into human history. He came in, into human existence. He came into human suffering. He partake, though he himself was without sin, he partake, he partake in our existence. He assumed our human nature through the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Mary. We just I just did an article on um, the perpetual virginity of Mary. And I think we as Catholics, I wanna I should have said in that in that uh, piece, we really I mean I did say it in the beginning, but after reading that article and seeing, yes, the limits of Dallas Jenkins' ability to comprehend the perpetual virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary was because of the limits of his theology as a Protestant, which is really, still in many ways, um, a secular form of Christianity, because even though they're not, they're fully our brothers and sisters, they truly are, they're separated from us, they just haven't you know they're just starting to show appreciation for the blessed virgin mary but they're still hindered by protestantism in many ways which gave birth to the secular world whether you know they like to hear it or not it's true but we believe that when christ came into our world it came into existence into humanity he consecrated the human person again took back what was rightfully God's, the human image. We were made in the likeness of God. And because of the fall of original sin, the fall 
and the cause of original sin, that image got impaired. Still rightfully God's, but got impaired. Christ just took what was rightfully his. The devil assumed that we belong to him. So this is something we have to think about. We really have to try to embrace. All right, let's begin with the reading. The first one's going to be from Second uh, Samuel. Okay, a reading from the second book of Samuel, chapter 7. It's uh, going from verse 1 to 5, uh, 8 to 12, 14 and 16. There's a little editing here. The kingdom of David shall endure forever in the sight of the Lord. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar. While the ark of God dwells in a tent, Nathan answered the king, Go do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of, of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went and I have destroyed all your enemies before you and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old since the time I first appointed you appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever. Before me, your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 89. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The favors of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations, my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, my kindness is established forever. In heaven, you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. Forever I will confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. He shall say of me, you are my father, my God, the rock, my savior. Forever I will maintain my kindness toward him and my covenant with him stands firm. 
Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. O radiant dawn, splendor of eternal light, son of justice, come and shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. Alleluia, alleluia. O radiant dawn, splendor of eternal light, son of justice, come and shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death. Alleluia, alleluia. O radiant dawn, splendor of eternal light, Son of justice, come and shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verse 67 and 79. The daybreak from on high has visited us. Zechariah, his father, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, one more time. This is the Benedictus, uh, Zacharias song. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Chapter 1, verse 67 to 79. The daybreak from on high has visited us. Zechariah, his father, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born in the house of his servant David. Through his prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers, to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation, by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So the first one, we get David in the, in the 2 Samuel chapter 7. 
David is finally sort of at rest from his enemies. And I would say it's more of the political internal strife than it is with his enemies on the outside, because technically he hasn't really eliminated all his enemies on the outside. That is the Philistines, the uh, other Canaanite tribes, um, the Hittites, and all the other oppositions that are around him. Um, it's more from his internal conflict with the other tribes, the supporters of King Saul. There, uh, but that really doesn't disappear either. It it never really disappears. Um, he's king, he's king. But there's always going to be those who are going to be whispering about his uh, his conflict with Saul. The death of King Saul and Jonathan is a tragedy. It's a national tragedy. Um, King Saul's, I mean, the, if you ever read it, it's almost like something out of Shakespeare, really. It really is. It's, a, it's the fall of Saul, the madness of Saul of King Saul is tragic. It's tragic and it's sad. Uh, David's uh, marriage to his daughter, uh, Michaela, uh, Micah, Michaela, I think it's a fe it's the name Michael, but female version. Um, his uh, br brotherly love with uh, with Jonathan is you know and and uh jonathan um supporting david in opposition to his father uh the argument between jonathan and his father saul jonathan storming away from the dinner table in opposition with his father over david um the two of them uh saul and his son jonathan against the Philistines, their last stand. It's almost uh, epic, almost like something out of the the Iliad with from Homer. It's just, it has, it has all the epic uh, themes you need for a good movie if someone had to make it. And then David finally getting the crown. Getting the crown from King Saul. And finally all the tribes standing with him. He's now king of Israel, the first out of the tribe of Judah. A new dynasty is born. And yet, his story began with him as a shepherd boy. Samuel coming to anoint him. In secret, he had to lie. He had to tell Saul sort of a lie. God told him where to go. He went to Bethlehem, Bethlehem. And he anointed him secretly, poured oil on his head, blessed him. And God, God's favor rested on David. And David would, David would become king and God would, God has just set up a covenant that out of him shall come a king that will rule everything, that would rule all of creation. 
And that was Jesus Christ. And this, this king would not be just the son of David. He would be the son of God. It's, it's a fantastic story. It's, it's, and it's, it's unbelievable. But the thing is, the kingdom that's promised is not really the kingdom of Israel itself. It's, it's the kingdom of all who will receive, who will accept this Messiah, this Christ, this Redeemer. It's a promise that God made to Abraham that through Abraham's blessing, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And that is Jesus, the new covenant that Christ would establish that will bring salvation to all nations. Zachariah's prayer points out this blessing. It's just like Mary's, really, Mary's Magnificat. There's a lot there between Zachariah's and Mary's Magnificat. Zechariah says it here. He says, born, uh, born, he is raised up for us a mighty savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, sin, sin. And then if you go back to Mary, Mary's Magnificat, Mary's Magnificat is pretty much, uh, matches Zachariah to some extent. The theme is, is practically the same. Uh, you gotta go back a few, ah, here it is. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast on the mighty from their thrones. And has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. The promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. This is something far greater. Mary's Magnificat and Zechariah has, it's, it's like a two-way telescope. It looks back to the past, and in, in the past has to be fulfilled in the future, the far future, not just the present from their day. It's from the day of, of, of Zechariah and Elizabeth um, and Mary, or even from the days of David. It's, it's a two-way telescope, a magnifying glass, you can say, that looks both ways. It looks both to the past and it looks to the future and it's always constant in the present. It's, I guess you could say it's a three-way telescope because the salvation is, 
is both in time and out of time. That's why the mass is both in time. When you go, when you go to liturgy, when we go to liturgy, it's both in time and out of time. We're back in the upper room. We're back also in the Garden of Gethsemane. We're also on on Calvary where Jesus is being crucified, and we're also out of time in the future, always constant in the present, and it's still and and it's and, and again. It's roots in the past. It's constant. It's constant. It's never just one moment in, in, in salvation history. This is why we're all connected. This is why how our salvation helps others. Jesus works through us to help others. What we say and what we do will help our friends and our neighbors. We should always be aware. We should be praying for them. We should be praying for everybody. In time and out of time and always present. I like that. But here's the thing. Um, the church has a tradition in a liturgy of the hours where after praying a set of psalms, the, um, the church um, calls us to pray the Benedictus, the prayer of Zechariah, for the morning prayer. And then for the evening prayer, after set up Psalms, we pray uh, the Magnificat, Mary's Magnificat. I think this is something that Catholics should start doing. Even if you don't say the Liturgy of the Hours, you should uh, pray the Benedictus and the Magnificat. Even like you can do it, what you can do is after reading some scripture, like even if you read one psalm, one psalm in the morning and one psalm in the evening and then pray, uh, you know, pray in the morning along after that psalm, after the scripture reading, even if you read the scripture for a few minutes, pray the, the Benedictus. And in the evening when you do your little, your spiritual reading, you can pray the Magnificat. You know, even after uh, praying a set of rosaries, I mean, say your rosary prayer, I think this is something that's good for um, for everyone. They should do that. You know, Catholics should develop this. I mean, we have a wonderful tradition. You know, it's not required that you have to say the liturgy of the hours. You know, but I think it's a good thing if we just, you know, take the time to do that. And I think we should. Okay, so let's end it here. Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.